everyone. Um, as Andy just said, we're going to look at God's word for just 10 minutes now to encourage our prayers, to encourage our hearts and to direct our mouths in what to pray for. So with those two things in mind, when you grab a Bible and turn to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, and we're just going to look at two verses, verses 23 and 24. So that's 1 Thessalonians 5, 23 and 24. Starting at verse 23 then. May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who calls you is faithful and he will do it. Now many of you will know what we just read from is a letter. And those two verses are kind of like the final wishes of that letter. Final remarks. And it should be no surprise to us that they're a prayer. It begins, doesn't it? May God himself. It's a prayer. And it's no surprise to most of us that a prayer begins with God. But immediately, notice, he specifies something about the God he's praying to. He says, now may God himself, the God of peace. Uh, We've got to understand that for him writing this, and for the people who first read it, the people in Thessalonians, in Thessalonica, sorry, understood something very specific by that title, the God of peace. And when he says the God of peace, to them they distinctly hear the God who has brought about peace between God and man. So when he says God of peace, it means the God who's made peace. Uh, So much so that you could exchange the saying, the God of peace, with the God of salvation. They would understand it the same way. So when he says God of peace, they understand, oh, this is the God of the gospel, the God of our salvation. So reminding them he's the God of peace reminds them that though they were once at enmity with that God in their sin, that they've been reconciled to him through the work of Jesus. That God has sent his son who lived sinlessly to die on a cross for sinners and uh, and in doing so give us his righteousness. And we understood last week with Andy that that work was called justification. That by God taking Christ's righteousness and giving it to us and taking our sinfulness and putting it on Christ that we now have peace with him. This is our justification. So when he says God of peace, he means the God of their salvation, the God of their justification. And so to this God of peace, he then prays two things. Come back with me to verse 23. May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So here's the lay of the land there. There's two things. So he's praying to the God of their salvation, for their sanctification in life and for them to be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So the first thing then, but after their salvation, but before the moment of Christ's return, he's praying for their sanctification. Uh, If you're not familiar with that term, what that means is this ongoing process of actually being made more holy. So in the act of justification, we're declared legally righteous. You have the righteousness of Christ. And what he's praying for here, this sanctification, is the process of actually becoming more holy, practically, tangibly more holy. It's a transformation. And Paul prays this to happen within them at an incredible extent, doesn't he? Do you see that in verse 23? Sanctify you, make you holy through and through. Every area of themselves, their lives, is to be transformed in every season. He is asking them, he's asking the God of peace to bring about in them holiness. Um, He's already explained to them what holy living would look like. And actually, if we track back to chapter 4, turn with me, just back one page, 
we'll see that it's already begun in them. Uh, We're going to look at three verses just very quickly from chapter 4. So 4 verse 1 says this. Finally, brothers, we instructed you how to live in order to please God. Holy life. As in fact you are living. Now we ask you do. Now we ask you and urge you in the Lord Jesus to do this more and more. Come down with me to verse 3. It is God's will that you should be sanctified. And then down to verse 7, just over the page. For God did not call us to be impure, but to live a holy life. A few things we can say from that. It is very clear that, that Paul, this writer, is asking them to pursue holiness. It is something for them to do. Pursue it. As you're doing it, do it more and more. It's clear that it's already begun. God is transforming them. And it is clear that this is God's purpose in making peace with them. Do you see that there? That God isn't done at making peace with them. Actually, his plan is holiness. Actual holiness. For them to be transformed. Not just to be declared legally righteous, but to be transformed to the likeness of Christ. That's where it's going. He's intended them for holiness. Um, We see that even more in the second thing he prays for. So come back to 5.23 with me. So the first thing he's praying for is sanctification through and through in life. And then the next thing he's praying for, verse 23, may your whole spirit, soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. This isn't a prayer that between now and the return of Christ we wouldn't sin at all. It is a prayer that at the return of Christ our whole spirit, soul and body would be kept blameless. Um, He's already described this moment of the return of Christ as coming like a thief in the night. This moment of judgment. And he's praying for them that at that moment they'll be kept in every way. Spirit, soul, body, blameless. And so be preserved from the judgment to come. Um, If you hear last week Andy describe that moment as glorification, that they'll be kept for glory. That's the, that's the end goal of where his prayer is going. And we see that in, in chapter 4 as we just looked. And we see it in his prayer that those who God has justified, he is going to glorify. Uh, no one who's come to know him as the God of peace will not be conformed to the likeness of Christ. And this transformation does occur through life, through sanctification, but occurs completely at the return of Christ. 1 John 3 says it this way, We know that when he appears, we will be like him. For we shall see him as he is. So this is a certain thing that's going to happen. So that's the two things I'd want to direct us to pray for tonight. Sanctification through life, through and through. And to be kept blameless at the coming of Christ. Now vitally, we said we wanted to encourage our prayers as well, didn't we? Come with me to verse 24. Because vitally, this verse gives us absolute confidence in praying these two things. It really emboldens our prayer. This is our confidence. This is the stirring up of our hearts to pray these things. Read with me verse 24. The one who calls you, the God of peace, is faithful. And he will do it. So our hope as we pray for these two things is God. His character. That he's faithful. That he will do what he has purposed to do. Faithful to achieve the goal of making peace, which is blameless believers. That's the purpose. And he's faithful, and he will do it. So as confident as you could be of your salvation, we should be equally confident that God will sanctify and that God will keep us blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's the confidence we have, that God is going to work this around as he's promised to do. It's his purpose. 
he will do it. Um, Note with me that it's only him. Paul makes that really plain, doesn't he? He's praying to God himself that he would sanctify, that he would keep them blameless. The one who calls you is faithful. He will do it. It is the work of God when we turn to him to ask for this sanctification and to be kept blameless on his day. Now notice before, I'm, I'm saying this is God's work, but what we said a minute ago, that sanctification is something to pursue, to work for, to go after, is true. That's still true. We are to engage in it. Do it more and more. That's still a true command. But notice this about it. We are to understand it is always God who achieves that within us. Through his spirit, through his word, through his people, through the circumstances he puts us in, through the efforts he causes us to make, it is God's work to sanctify us in life. And it is God and God alone who can keep us blameless at the day of Christ. Um, and this is, this is an amazing confidence. Angie Martin said this really well last week if you were here. She said the situations we sometimes are in, trials we face where it's hard to see how sanctification is going to come out of this. It's hard to see how this is going to bring about further holiness in life. But actually, based on what we looked at last week in Romans 8 and verses like this and Philippians 1.6, we have confidence. I don't understand how this is for my sanctification, but I trust in you, God, that you will work it for my sanctification because you have intended holiness. That's what she said. What he does, he, what he purposes, he does. He's faithful. So yeah, we labor and we pursue, but all the time prayerfully. That's why we're praying tonight. Um, We are at our most sensible when we pray for these things. We're sensible when we're on our knees in prayer. That's the most logical place for us to be if we're pleading for sanctification and pleading to be kept blameless at the coming of Christ. Because the God of peace is the God of sanctification, is the God who can make us holy and keep us blameless at the coming of Christ. So tonight we pray for and pursue holiness in life and we pray for and pursue that moment when Christ shall appear and we shall be made like him. Um, Most of us are pretty weak, aren't we? Uh, One month are we in now? May? How's your New Year's resolutions? Gone. I didn't even make any because I knew I wouldn't make it out of January. We are weak. I'm so glad our hope for sanctification isn't us. I got a new app the other week called... Uh, seven minute workout the idea is you do a seven minute workout every day and if you don't do it you get three lives so every time you don't do it every day you don't do it you lose a life within a week I'd lost three lives and the app had actually given up on me I'm glad my hope for sanctification isn't my efforts God will do it he is faithful and he is powerful so we can pray boldly tonight because it is the will of God that we be holy we pray boldly tonight may God himself sanctify us through and through completely and may we be kept body, soul, spirit blameless at the day of Christ's coming he who calls us is faithful and he will surely do it Amen, this is God's word